Welcome to Good Looking Out, episode 42, a podcast about what to eat, watch, read, and listen to. I'm Eric. I'm Jason. Santos. Happy fucking New Year, man. Yeah. Well, almost. Yeah. We got... Heading into the holidays. Yeah, man. We're, we're, we're days away. This, this fucker snuck up on me. Yeah. So what do you, uh, what's your plan, big plans for the holiday break? Oh, dick, man. I'm not, I'm like, I, Thanksgiving was, was not a break. It was kind of a drag just dealing with some family stuff. Everybody, you know, I, we're of the age where people are moving into nursing homes and that type of thing. So that was my scene. So I just got to get used to fucking time's fucking marching on. So now I'm glad like having a kid was a big, like that, that means you're like, people come to you. Right. You know what I mean? So, and especially my son, Jack's three, so Christmas is magic. Right. All magic. It's a good age for Christmas. Yeah, oh, for sure. It's killer. It's killer. Um, so, yeah, it's small, too. It's just Uncle Matt coming up from Omaha and small at the house. I mean, I mean we can't, you nice. know, we got a small house. So, like, it'll be, I, I wasn't able to make Thanksgiving dinner. So, I'm just going to do a repeat. I'm just going to make Thanksgiving dinner for Christmas. I usually do a standing rib roast for Christmas. Oh, nice. Um, put those little white things on the. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't do. I don't do that French <laughs> little, little hat things the, the or whatever yeah. on the, on the French. Yeah, the French, the French rib rib tips. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't do that. On a crown roast, I feel like you do that on a pork, I've, which I've never made a pork mm. crown roast. I've never made that. Um, I haven't either. That's the one that's you, you like. You bend it around. You make a circle right. out of it. Yeah. At any rate, I normally do a, a rib roast, which you do. Like you yeah. do that a lot. Prime, we do we generally prime, do prime same rib. Same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Same thing. Um, do you yeah. have a good sauce for the prime rib? Um, no, I do. I just do a. I just do a a, a pan sauce. Right. Like, I'll make it into. Um, I'll make it into a gravy. Hmm. So, if to be honest, I mean, if I had the time, I would make the. I would make the stock and I'd reduce, 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 and go down to the, you know, yep. to a demi and then make my whole, th- I would, but now like, I don't have the time. I buy a demi, right? buy the demi glaze. And then, um, and then I make like a really rich gravy, hmm. um, super rich gravy and, and a shitload of it. I, I never do the Yorkshire pudding though. Hmm. I never, I never, yeah. I never do it. I like it. I like it well enough. It, I, don't I don't even really, know if I've ever had it. it yeah. It's, it's like so, that weird. It's like a bready, bready yeah. kind of thing. My buddy Jeff is doing it. Um, Isn't it just so much better? I mean, in America, we just make fucking really awesome mashed potatoes. Or yeah. Something. What the fuck, man? Like Yorkshire pudding. Yorkshire pudding. Fucking keep it, Brexit. <laughs> fucking. You can keep that fucking shit. Um, I, I, you know, I don't know. I shouldn't, it's fine. My buddy, we're, we're doing, so Christmas Eve we're doing with friends and we're doing prime rib with Yorkshire pudding and, uh, sure. But, um, I normally just do green beans and mashed potatoes or cr- I do cream spinach actually. And I do mashed potatoes. So I do my uh, real quick, I do my cream spinach, um, in the last couple of years, um, I've completely changed my cream spinach game. I do a fucking, it is so fucking hot. It is so hot. I load that thing with fucking jalapenos. Mm. Like it's really, I make it for me because very, Beth will eat it because she, she likes hot, but very few other people can do it. Right. Um, for years I've done cream spinach in the proper fashion. I make a bechamel and I, you know, I saute down my spinach with onions and garlic, and then I add the bechamel, and I do, you know, add cream and finish it. Like, wow! I will tell you this though: if you're gonna do cream spinach, try one time. Um, the the super kind of it sounds white trash, but here's what I do: um, sweat down onion, a shit like I'm telling you, like fucking eight jalapenos. Um, seeds and all in wow. there. Yep. 
just sliced. Jesus. I slice them thin, and I make sure that it's a hot jalapeno because, as you know, some of yeah. them can be as hot yeah, as yeah. a bell pepper. So hot pepper in there. Sweat that down. Add in um, two, three bags, depending on how many people, of just frozen chopped spinach because huh. that's where you need to get to anyway. That's all you need. Um, and then instead of doing the whole bechamel and all that fucking noise, I do blocks of cream cheese. Jeez. Gnarly, right? Sounds, sounds terrible. Gnarly. Sounds, sounds like a jalapeno popper. Dude, it sounds terrible. <laughs> but I will tell you what, the final product, unbelievable. Huh. Unbelievable. Interesting. Yep. It's I, I'll, I'll, anybody, Pepsi Challenge on that shit with the cream wow. spinach. Interesting. So anyway, um, nice, quiet holiday at the house. I'm going to cook. I'm going to read. Um, I'm going to read uh, Butcher's Boy. And I'm going to watch. Nice. I'm going to go see Star Wars. I'm going to take myself out on a yeah, date. You haven't seen the Rogue One yet, huh? No, I haven't seen it yet. You seen it? I saw it last Sunday. I'm going to go see that. I'm psyched, psyched for that. Well, we'll have to talk about that after you've seen it. Yeah, for sure. By that time, most people will probably seen it, so we'll be safe enough. Yeah, I can't, I, I'm kind of. I mean, I haven't been around, so. But I'm I'm psyched for that one. So I got a couple local food picks I want to get get you up on. Real Let's quick. go. Um, Give me the first one. Is uh, have you been to Lowry Hill Meats yet? No. <laughs> no. Um, so. I, no, I haven't. T- talk to me. So they've got really, really good sandwiches. It's kind of like a specialty meat market in 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 so much that you go in there and you choose what they have, not you go there with a shopping list. You go yeah. in there and see what they have. That they do have is goat linguisa. What? Yeah, goat linguisa. Seriously? Yeah. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> so I thought of you as soon as I saw that, but I went there... Before Rogue One with uh, our good friend Peter Lansky, oh, we got nice. breakfast sandwiches there. And this breakfast sandwich that they do on Saturday and Sunday in the weekends, I mean, all their sandwiches, I had a roast beef sandwich there that was out of this world. They're expensive sandwiches, like you're going to pay 9 to 10 bucks for a sandwich, but these sandwiches are totally worth it. The breakfast sandwich was a, a little uh, better priced. Amazing English muffin, egg made to order, uh, really awesome, like thick, cut, thick cut bacon, and a house made hot sauce and cheese. So good. Seriously? Oh my god! Yeah, and, and they serve it with these like crazy pickles that they make in house too. Really? On the side? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I guess I'm gonna have to fucking go in there. I, here's the thing, man. I just I can't take another. I, I just I'm done with the. And I have my fill of it today too, Christmas shopping, like going into like Askov Finlayson or whatever. <laughs> Do you know what this place? Yeah, is that the name of it? Is it Askov yeah. Finlayson? Yeah. And and not to go anybody that local listeners like don't take this the wrong way, but fuck, I mean fucking come on, like this over. I'm just I can't take an, another overly crafted, fucking like super precious thing like i, I i'm and, d- i'm done with the coffee and the fucking in yeah. the fucking butcher and yeah, I, i'm I done you. i wouldn't say that like laura hill meats is um i i'll give it a pass on that whole like overly like yes it's a it's a curated selection yes they're picky it's a fucking scene in there too i bet right it's not that bad it's not that bad honestly i mean grant the Couple few handful of times I've been there, I've been almost the only person in there. I, they'll be fucking glad for your business if you go in there. Oh, um, you All know right. there are people coming in and out getting stuff, but like it's not. They're not super precious about it. It feels more like, I mean, it has a little bit of that vibe going on, but it's not as. It's not like you're going into Spy House and they're like taking really twenty minutes to make your fucking green tea. Okay. It's not like that. All right. Well, listen, I'm in there anyway. They, they got goat linguiza. Yeah. I'm fucking there. I'm going to use that for my stuffing. Yeah. Um, yeah, so go check it out. I'm thanks sh- for the tip I'm, on that. I, I would be shocked if you went in there to get that goat linguiza and you didn't walk out with four other things. I'm sure I will. Yeah, because there's like 
the best beef tenderloin you've ever seen. There's like, you know, all right, all right, all right. I mean, this is like, it's a, what it is, it's the specialty butcher and sandwich shop. Like, and already in this day and age, like a butcher shop is a specialty shop, but this is like even more special. Cause I have my specialty butcher and sandwich Clancy's? shop. Clancy's. Well, rumor around town is that this place is going to take over Clancy's. Like, what do you mean? The Clancy's owners are looking to sell and they're going to take over management of Clancy's. Oh God. Don't really. Clancy's is so good. Like I'm a regular. Well, if you like Clancy's, you're going to like this place. All right. So that's a rumor around town, huh? That's what I heard. Sucker. This whiskey, um, that I just, Eric poured it and I just fucking pounded it. What? what, That's fantastic. Uh, it's an, uh, Ardbeg. No. Aberlauer, an Aberlauer 12. Yeah, it's good, right? Oh, yeah. My every every Aberlauer scotch is like worth whatever you're going to pay for it. A B A B E R L O U R. Aberlauer. So good. I'm the worst. So I we record this podcast at Eric's house in Every time I come over, he pours like amazing fucking whiskey, and I just fucking drink it. I bring dick. <laughs> I'm the worst. And this, and, and this being like the year end, like I had the best. I, I won't even fucking tell. I, like I had the best until I'm like for fucking year end. Like every time I come to his house, fucking you know, is and record this podcast, and I drink his fucking whiskey constantly, and I never fucking bring anything. I'm like I'm bringing a badass fucking bottle of whiskey and what do i show i show up with a fucking laptop and a fucking bad attitude is what i fucking yeah. show up with so well, that's you. all right you're thank always you. welcome no matter what well you're fucking kind thank you very much all right so you let's let's have you you go first uh we've each picked five things that we're going to talk about really quickly as best of 2016 is the theme of this episode um before we actually before we launch into this have you? Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Have you started giving it any thought? Yet? Oh, I know no. we're still a no. week and a half, couple weeks out here. I haven't. I have to say, in putting together my list, I came up with a, a New Year's resolution. Oh, which is to I really need to check out more new music next year. Oh, Jesus! I've got man. like singles and a few Dude. things here and there, but and I have to say, the Spotify Discover Weekly thing has like really helped me discover a lot more new music in my fucking ripe old age here. But I need to actually like dig in and sit down and listen to full albums. I listen to so many podcasts that I just don't. That's like takes up all of my uh, yeah, listening yeah. time. Yeah. I mean, you'd have to like, yeah, the way that you roll. I mean, you'd have to like get an Adderall prescription and be up at fucking wake yeah. up at two and spend two to four listening to music or something. But like, I am with you. I'm in. Uh, <laughs> I'm a little bit embarrassed to say that um, I agree with you that the Discover Weekly has been like a, 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 it's influenced me as well, you know, like that's so like, I don't know why I'm embarrassed to say it. I just am like, it's not, I don't know. I'm a Luddite in a way. Like, that's not how you're supposed to find out about new music. I'm supposed to find out about it at the record store, which I'm never at because I buy, you know. I mean, I'm there, but like I'm there over lunch or something, and I need to like I just got to dig through new arrivals, check out, and get out of there. Or I only have, you know what I mean. I'm not there hanging out. Yep. Like you know, after I just scraped a bowl and had a cup of coffee and fucking, you know what right. I mean. Like those days yeah. are over. Right. When that's how I used to discover music. Like those th- those days are gone. So yeah, I, that Discover Weekly th- they've got some some shit happening with that algorithm. Yeah. That, yeah, there's some good stuff on there. That works. Um I do have some picks um that are music um so I'll tell you my approach for this um as far as best of 2016 goes, I I'm steering I, I don't know how you formed your list. I have steered very much away because end of year lists often go to like, this was the best thing in 2016 or here's the top 10 records of 2016, the top 10 movies. Like, like I don't, I, this year, I I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to get into that. I'm going to do for me, 
this is a very personal top five list of the best things that happened to me right. in 2016. And I hope that maybe they can, like, I don't know, influence some other people to, you know, try, give it a shot because it's good shit that I got here. Yeah. I get some good shit happening. Cool. Yeah. Um, I, would, I would say a similar thing. Like, I don't know that I tried to create a definitive list. What I did was I created a list of things that, like, really meant something to me and that I Great. felt like were exceptional for me personally as well. Good. Um, but I, and I tried to do a good blend of media um, across media, obviously without music, as I just mentioned. Um, but I've got, um, I've got a good variety of stuff and I think they're exceptional within their pr- particular genres and media types. So let's, we'll fucking, see. let's dig in. All right. So um, my first pick um, one of my favorite things in 2016 was um, one of my favorite bands of all time released a new record. Dinosaur Jr. Um, had a new record come out. Um, give a glimpse of what you're not or something like that. I forget what it was. Um, but I was so psyched. I- I'll say this. like It is not the best dinosaur record ever. Far, far from it, but it was so great to like the record came out and then I went and saw them a few weeks later and it was so nice to like a, a band that was formative for me to like see them still putting out records and touring coming up to Minneapolis playing first Ave and like still working it. I mean, Jay Mascus is you know, I don't know. He's in his mid fifties. Wow. You know, I mean, I think he's, yeah, he's 10 years older than us anyway. Um, yeah. and, um, and, and the record's great, man. I mean, there's such good shit on it. I'm going to play. So yeah, it's give a glimpse of what you're not is, is the name of the record. I'm going to play a quick, um, a, a quick track from, from the record. Um, check it out. If you're a dinosaur fan at all, like you're psyched that they got a new record. Let me let me play a um a f- beginning part of this of this track from 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 the record called Going Down from a fucking cell phone and All right, so this is just a taste. It sounds like classic Dinosaur Jr. to me. It, isn't it? Yeah. Right? I mean, which is what I love. Right. Like, I mean, he's still... In a way, it's exactly what you want. Yeah. It's exactly what you want. And, um, yeah, like, it's... I mean, I know that sounded... Uh, apologies, because it's on my fucking cell phone held up to a microphone. It sounds fucking terrible. But, like, more importantly, it's like, it's like that just wall of, like, guitar fucking you know, in your face, like wall of chords, just, you know, like a backdrop that, and then his voice on top of it, it's just, it's classic dinosaur, right? It's, it's so great. And Kaya, um, she, um, when she was here and we were talking about it, she, I, you remember, I was yeah. so starstruck that, that she was like <laughs> sharing the stage with him and she had this great story about like, seeing Jay Mascus at his, and I started researching all that too, like his crazy sort of like uh guru type of thing. But right. Oh yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, um, that's up for me in 2016. I was super, super fucking psyched to see a new record in, in, in an otherwise like terrible fucking year. Right. To see a record from, from one of my favorite bands come out. I, I was, that was a highlight for me. Awesome. Yeah. So, uh, my first pick, uh, you'll be shocked to hear is a podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, there's a podcast called 
uh, startup podcast. And it's the first season of this podcast. They're in season four right now. The first season was them starting up a new podcast network called Gimlet Media. And they're the ones who are doing Crime Town, which I mentioned last time. Like they, uh, They've just launched tons of amazing podcasts. Uh, they have another podcast well, they're huge. Reply Gimlet. All about internet culture. Yeah, at this point, they're like... Everything they're they touch is turning turning to gold. So yeah. Um. So in the fourth season, so since that first season, and they've done a few things where they've gone back to the inside workings of like their own kind of startup. They've what they've been doing is chronicling. They did like a dating startup, and in this fourth season, which has been I think their best season to date, what they're doing is um chronicling, uh, following uh Dove Charney as he tries to the former founder and CEO of American apparel who was kicked out of American apparel. And he's starting to, he's trying to start a new, very similar apparel company in LA. And so they're chronicling him trying to start that, but they're also going back and investigating what happened, like from the beginning to the end of American apparel, like where did things go wrong? And with the lawsuits and with the lawsuits and the sexual harassment and all the, just the weirdness. And it's, absolutely fascinating wow and you start out it's it's interesting because the arc of it is you start out kind of feeling like oh well maybe this guy is like so beloved by all these people they're talking to like maybe he just got a bad rap and he right. was misunderstood and then it like goes swiftly downhill from there okay yeah uh <laughs> yeah and it's awesome like you know in in the shit reporting like Day in, day out, there's this woman who flies from New York and is like just shadowing this guy for better and worse. You know, I mean, we're talking about someone who has whipped out his dick and masturbated in front of reporters before. So, like, you know, you're in for a a ride. Right. When you're going to like follow this guy around for nine months and like chronicle his life as he starts this new company. Jesus. Yeah. And so this is season four. And they, the, it's the most recent season. It's still episodes are still airing right now. And they choose a different they choose startup, a different startup every season. Every season to follow. Yep. Fucking a. What were some of the others? Uh, they did. They've done the dating startup. They've gone. Right, they've yeah. like um, that one was really fascinating too. Cause I bet that sounds super interesting. It, um, their whole thing was they were in unlike other dating services. They were going to combine digital and in-person matchmaking um, services. So like a kind of bringing a a human touch to uh, industry that had gotten way too driven by algorithms. Yep. Um, And that was fascinating to watch these two women or three women try to kind of start this thing up together. And they went to like Y Combinator and I think they got some funding and, you know, trying to, you know, it's just, it's such a fascinating uh, and there's always going to be drama and craziness because, like, the arc, you know, of trying to, from early days and excitement to struggles, like, there's always just going to be inherent drama in oh, starting yeah. something like that up. So, what a huge investment on the part of the producers of the podcast. Yeah, to because that takes time. Like, you need to, you know, the that arc of a startup um, isn't always. You don't know what it's going to be. Yeah, you need to invest early. And I'm guessing that they've probably invested on a few that didn't work out and Could got chicken. Yeah. That's interesting. Right? To, to Yeah. You got to wonder if they bet on two or three and figure out which one makes the best story. That's uh, Yeah. Who knows? I don't know. Startup. Yep. Startup podcast. All right. What's your number two pick? My number two pick um, is a movie that um, it, I... I Gave it a quick look up before I came here, um, and it was technically released in 2015, but only for the um, for the festival circuit. It didn't um, enter release like actual like widespread release until 2016. Yeah, when that, you could that counts when sure. you could see it. Yeah. So, um, the witch, yeah, um, the horror flick. Um, I loved, man. It was one of the things, like, it, like it was a a standout for me in in 2016. Like, it was 
like unlike anything else that was done it was uh, you ha- you got you got to have the subtitles on because it's almost like like it's so deep <laughs> yeah. it's not middle like, english but like no. or you know what i mean yeah. but it's like it, it's it's um if you're like Archaic me, like, sentence structure and verbiage and yeah, extremely yeah. and, and take some adaptation when you're, and I have the worst, unless I know if I'm watching the fucking Simpsons, I got the, I have the subtitles on, like I cannot miss a single word or else I feel like I've, right. I'm terrified of missing a single turn or a single, like, you know, anything, but the witch, um, is an amazing horror movie that um that just lays bare these like religious beliefs about witchcraft and the devil but but truly horrific things happen in the film have you have you seen it yeah yeah um like it truly uh, this family leaves a it kind of walks this weird line between is it a psychological thriller or is it horror actual horror exactly yeah yeah that's exactly right um because you you enter the psychological sort of like um circle of this family that has left a, a settlement and has built a farm a very small farm that they're struggling to get up and going um outside of this settlement that they were a part of and due to a sort of like m- like divergence in the understanding of the Protestant um, religion, they were like, you know, they kind of got booted and half, they half got booted and and half bailed and started their own thing. And, um, you know, I actually, I don't want to give too much away. Um, It's, it's a, the, the family leaves, they start their own thing. Um, They start their own, a homestead just outside of the settlement and um th- they're a growing family and, and it starts out with like the most horrific thing happening um which I'll, I'll give it away a little bit like their their baby gets abducted and they live in the woods so who's wh- where did the fucking baby go and the mom is uh well, she's from she's Game she's in Game of Thrones. Yeah. Oh, and actually, I think we've joked about this before. Yeah. She's the breastfeeding. Yeah. She breastfeeds in every movie. <laughs> she's and like show. She's like, so it's breastfeeding on screen. Breastfeeding. Yeah. Sometimes it's an adult, like almost adult child. Uh, sometimes like it's a thirteen-year-old. Sometimes it's a baby. It's sometimes yeah. it's a raven. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Picking your breast apart. Right. Um. So. <laughs> anyhow. Um extremely um like great writing it's shot so well but it's it's super it's so fucking creepy it's like yeah. it's what the village wanted to be for sure you know yeah. the village wanted this but you know it, it couldn't get yeah. there yeah it's really been really interesting to see that movie and movies like it follows that are oh. much simpler sort of horror films with much simpler sort of mechanics, but just so well done. And the tension just builds and builds and builds in this way where you feel like, like your insides are just going to explode. You're like vibrating with the tension. Was it follows in 2016? Um, I'm not sure if it was in 2016. That's a good question. That motherfucker oh, is yeah. a bad bitch. Yeah. Super so bad. The witch, the witch, yeah. um, check it out. It's, it's, I don't know if it's on best of lists or not. It, it likely, it likely is. Um, but, um, but it, deservedly so. So check it out. So this next pick is, I, I say this going in knowing that this is going to be a pick for very, f- probably few people out there, but it has brought me so much joy especially in like the last, I would say month and a half or so. Um, it is a series. Um, it, uh, it, it airs live on Twitch. Um, and it's called critical role, R O L E critical role. And, but I watch it on YouTube. You, there's like six, literally 62 episodes or something on YouTube. So what it is, is a group of voice actors who get together and play Dungeons and Dragons and you're watching them 
played a, like one of them, this guy, Matt Mercer, who's probably the most incredible dungeon master to like ever play the game of Dungeons and Dragons. Cause the way he narrates it and he does all the voices and it, like, it's like watching a table read of like Whoa, a play a or play, something. Or, yeah. yeah. And then all of the rest of them are voice actors from TV shows, video games, actors and what? actresses. And so it's like the best version of people playing Dungeons and Dragons you're ever going to see. And it is incredibly entertaining. Oh my God. And really funny. Uh, and they all are like so good about getting into their characters and like, um, they're super witty and they're awesome at improv and it's just super funny. So I'm on like, I think I'm like 22 and these episodes are like three to four hours. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. I'm like, it's gotten to the point where I was telling this guy that we work with, Keith, who also plays sure, like Pathfinder yeah. and Dungeons and Dragons, which I've recently started playing with an adult group of friends again. Um, I've like dropped everything. Like when I was watching Westworld, I was like, come on, like get over already so I can just <laughs> I go gotta... back and watch Critical Role. Um, <laughs> really? So it's just incredibly amazing. And Holy they shit. all, um, so they have. The way Twitch works is if you can if you get subscribers subscribers pay five dollars a month to subscribe to your channel and they get extra access ability to comment like in the stream and do some other stuff and they have like it's gotten to the point where each of these videos on YouTube has like just on YouTube has like a million five five to six hundred thousand some of them to a million views some of them and then um, they have they'll have like sixteen thousand people watching this live. With subscribers, they get $5 a month per subscriber. And they have, in the early episodes, like it keeps climbing, keeps climbing. At the episodes where I'm at, they have like six to 7,000 subscribers. So that's people paying $5 a month. So by doing this, the, and what's amazing is they donate all of that money to 826LA, which is a creative oh. writing charity for kids that Dave Eggers Yes, of founded. course. Yes. So they, they, they're donating all the money that they're getting. <sighs> Um, to do this and it just gets like the subscriber base just keeps building and it's just super fun to come watch them do it and and um, this is your dream come true oh my god this it's, thing I love it so much holy shit it's like and uh, these people are like you know the best version of like uh, most attractive talented versions of nerds you're ever gonna see right you know? yeah 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 so um, yeah they're awesome Oh my god! And um, are you seeing like what are you watching? Are you watching like people rolling dice? And you're watching them rolling dice. Um, you're watching them acting. Are they around a table? They have a or is it a virtual like Skype? That no, they're all in the same room. Okay, and they have one camera on Matt Mercer, the dungeon master, at all time, and he's up in the corner. And then there's two rows of them sitting at the table, so you see them all at all times. They've got a pretty sophisticated like setup. This is like poker. It's, it's like kind of like that. Poker. And then there's another screen that has the chat of like the community chatting or commenting. And then they'll switch to when they're actually in a battle, they'll show the map. And they have like really intricate oh my God. miniatures of like what's happening in the battle. And um, Matt has like, first of all, he hand draws these really intricate maps of like whatever they're fighting on. But then he also has these things like if there's like people are at different levels or there's a flying creature or something. He has these different translucent stands that like raises creatures up and really? they get really into it. It's really intricate and ornate. Um, and it takes, I would say like, if you're going to watch this, watch at least a couple episodes. Cause as you get to know the characters and as you get to know the people, it just gets more and more interesting. And they've had recently, the way I first found out about this was they did a thing called D and diesel. Where uh -huh. when the Witch Hunter movie was coming out with Vin Diesel, someone figured out Vin Diesel used to play Dungeons and Dragons when he was a kid. Okay. So they had all of the people from Critical Role play a, a quick like twenty or thirty minute session with Vin Diesel and Matt Mercer narrated and I was like, Oh my god, this, this guy's, guy's like unreal. Like every single blow, every single like roll of the dice, he narrates like you can see the combat happening and all this stuff. Like he narrates it in such vivid detail. And he's so amazing at like improvising the stuff on the spot. It's like it's unreal. It's like you're watching a novel or a like an wow. audiobook unfold. Wow, wow, wow. So critical role, R O L E. And on and on a platform that has millions of viewers that are watching people play video games fucking minecraft or something right. i don't even yep. fucking know like yeah. not minecraft but like whatever yeah. fucking 
yeah. the newest Call of Duty. Yeah, and or League of Legends or whatever. Yeah. Whatever it is. Like, oh. that's why that thing exists. Are there other yeah. RPGs that are... Like um, this is probably the probably the biggest one. Oh yeah, I would say this is the biggest RP. There are other versions of this with just like amateur people playing it and with a fairly similar setup. But this is by far the this is the one. This is the one. Oh my god! <laughs> and these people are so incredibly talented at their characters. And I mean, there's tons of there's a huge community that's risen around this, and tons of fan art and people have written songs really? for each of their characters. Of course, done all sorts of uh, crazy stuff. And um, they're all super charming people and they've all, you know, because of this, I think they've gotten even more, you know, like uh, they're in all the Warcraft and Hearthstone. They're all the voices for all that stuff. And oh, they keep yeah. getting They're like so flying it's, around things different rich. conventions. It's a rich they, pitch. Yeah, they win like BAFTA awards for narrating uh, voice acting in video games. And these are like top tier voice actors. So fucking hell. Well, I'm going to check. That sounds like good, like, I mean, for a guy, like, you know, that's not in the scene. Like, that sounds like good, um, like, yeah, sleeping material or something. Like, pull right. up at bedtime, pull yeah. it up and it's check it out. It's funny you say bit. that because I actually do. Sometimes I'll put it on the iPad and I'll actually turn away from it and just listen to it. Yeah. Like, it's an audiobook. Yeah. As opposed to watching it. Like, I do, I will sit in front of a computer and just watch <laughs> it for two hours, too. <laughs> but um, I do sometimes, like, when I'm going to bed. I'll like just lay there listen. and just listen to it as I fall asleep. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Shit, man. All right. Well, um, my next pick um, is a uh, another music pick. Um, so one of my favorite, if not my top favorite band of all time, which I've taken, you know, countless, just tons of, shit for my entire life crowded house um is one of my top bands of all time ever neil finn is a genius they just re-released all of their records this year now about three weeks ago with deluxe editions um i've been listening to their i know every note of every record every song every word every everything and have always like dug for you know deep tracks and stuff, and they just did this re-release deluxe editions with um, tons of demos and um, stuff that like the biggest like there is no bigger I'm the up there with the biggest fans in the world and mm-hmm. and stuff that you've never ever has never been released before is never even on you know whatever illegal fucking however you find it, the stuff that has never seen the light of day. These things are so deep. And these reissues have like tracks that are home demos. Um, I'm going to play, I'm going to play one a little bit here, um, which won't do much for many people, but indulge, uh, indulge me a minute. Let me play it. Cause it's like this stuff never has never seen the light of day. And, um, and it's out now. Everything they released everything. So here, check out Crowded House, one of their alternate versions from the re-release. For me, again, like it's really good, a massive, huge highlight in a shit year. Like to have another one of my favorite bands release probably a, across like eight records uh, or seven records, um, 
probably 40 tracks that I've never ever heard before. Wow. So it's just on this, this untapped like trove of shit that is brand new to me. So it's, it's super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. The production on that is amazing as well. Yeah, man. That's they're They're so fucking, they're so great. No one's, nobody's fucking listening. None, none of you motherfuckers are listening to the fucking crowded house. (laughs) And I don't blame you. It's all right. But, um, I don't know. Give it a shot. Give it a, give it a go. If you, if you're looking for something new and looking for some like solid pop, check it out. Check out the re-releases from crowded house. All right. So my next pick is, uh, the half hour. I'm not even sure. Like how to categorize this, um, as a TV show, I guess it's a dramedy, um, Atlanta. Oh dude. Yes. Okay, we've never followed up on this. This was I was saving this for, for um, for problems with closure. Oh, okay, <laughs> um, because you brought it up at least in a couple of episodes, and I was like, ah, dude, it sounds kind of lame. Not that it sounded kind of lame, but I was like, I'm like, I'm not sure how I'm gonna work that in. Right. And I worked it in, and it's fucking amazing. Yeah. It's. It's so fucking good. <laughs> Sorry to cut you off. Go. Yeah, but no. I mean, I love that fucking so, show. So for anyone who, brand new. who doesn't know. So fresh. Brand new show. Donald Glover. Uh, star, producer, writer, director, executive, music director, all this stuff. It's a show about he plays a young guy who is struggling to like get by, hold down a job. Um, and his cousin... Um, becomes sort of like releases a mixtape and be, like blows up as like an underground rapper sort of what's his N- name named Paperboy. Paperboy. Uh the name of the actor uh is Brian Tyree Henry who uh a friend who saw Vice Principals he plays the principal's husband. That's who, who comes he, in. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um he's awesome on the show. <laughs> All the actors are awesome on the show. The guy who plays sort of like their third sort of hanger on um who is played by Lakeith Stanfield, a character named Darius is hilarious as well. And, um, Ern, who is the Donald Glover's character's name, his, uh, girlfriend Van or Vanessa. Oh, she's is so really good as good. well. But what's amazing about the show is almost immediately at, they take like one or two episodes and they establish sort of like, this is the setup for these characters. And then they almost immediately like depart and break from the form of the show and do these like, Really, are, like, there's one epi- entire episode where the episode is the paperboy character on a um, like NPR PBS style yeah. talk show, answering to these like this white um, kind of cultural <laughs> critic for what's perceived as a transphobic tweet, right. uh, and. The just the dialogue and the way that they deal with race relations and all this stuff is just so smart and so like m- both making it's like make kind of making fun of everyone at once. It is like it's not just um tearing it down white people for being racist, dumb fucks, it's also kind of making f- to a certain extent like poking fun or po- pointing out like the you know prob- problematic points of view of the black community as well on some of these issues. Um, but it's just like, it just feels like really, really smart cultural criticism, but done in a way that's really entertaining and like TV, like you haven't seen before. You've never seen it like this before. Like they take issues, like serious issues. The opening, um, episode has like, it has a murder in it. Like, like somebody gets shot in it and, um, and they deal with it like, you know, this is inner city violence and you know, in a year where that right. is like, you yeah, know, yeah. is a headline weekly and, and they deal with it in a way where, you know, it's almost like we have to deal with it because it's, it's like, it's, it's a part of our lives and, and we don't necessarily need to like find a villain. And at least for me personally, I don't need to find like, the blame is spread across a whole spectrum of people and you know and they 
kind of skirt. That's not the topic. Like somebody gets shot, but that's not what this is about. Right. It's about what happens after, and yeah. and they actually turn it into comedy. Right. And in uh, and not in a like oh haha ha, somebody got shot. Like it's still a valid thing. It's still a real thing, and he he does. Like, Paperboy actually does have to, like, kind of deal with it. it yeah. Like, that scene when he's, like, meeting those kids in in the in the uh, the yard of the projects there. Right. And he's like, listen, I'm, I'm Paperboy. It, it, it's not cool to shoot. It's not cool to shoot people. Because they were, they were, like, playing. They were right. role-playing like, like they were Paperboy. Yeah. Atlanta yeah. is so, so good. fucking good. The music is the, amazing. Yeah, the last thing I'll say before we move on to the next thing is... The how brilliant was it to have the Justin Bieber character played by a black guy? <laughs> <laughs> so good. So it's sort of like a good. re-co-opting of you know. Yeah. It's like oh, you want to steal black music and make a bunch of money off of it? Well, we're just gonna steal you and turn you into a black person. <laughs> that fucking show is so God, good, so funny. And uh, FX, I think FX. Yep. Fucking That's FX, right. man. So good. All right, my next pick is has nothing to do with 2016 except for me. Okay. The only tie to 2016 in this pick is me because it predates this past year. I don't know what I don't know the history of it, but the French dip sandwich for me. <laughs> That's your sandwich for 2016. Yep i nice. had I had a long long stretch where um i couldn't like that's how i was choosing where i I was on the road a lot this year and i went to one of my favorite spots that has one of the best french dips in the country so what makes it the best tell me tell me the characteristics that really make a french dip stand out so as with any sandwich bread is crucial so the crust um you need the it's not the same as a bon me baguette, but mm-hmm. it is a baguette. Um, it's more of an egg wash on the on the outside of the crust, so it's a little bit crustier. Yep. Um, so that that roll is a little bit harder. It needs to stand up to you getting it dipped into that jus. Yep. So and then it needs to like not fall apart as you get it up right. to the. Otherwise, it's just a failure. Sandwich what's hole. The point. Yeah. What's the point? So that's crucial. Um, and then the roast beef itself, um, you know, that's gotta be right. So, you know, preferably it's a, you know, it's, you want the best you can get, you know, I like something shaved. I mean, prime rib is, is obviously I would, I would like that please. Ideal. Um, yeah, ideal New York, whatever. Um, but to be honest, like if it's cooked right, I round can work hmm. because you can bite through it. it. Like you can bite through it cleanly. There's no sinew. There's no, that's the other thing that's key is that the sandwich is like made so that you can bite and get away from it. Any hmm. sandwich that you can't, you have to bite and then deal with something as you pull the sandwich away from your face. You're not yeah. doing it right. Right. Same thing as a salad. So a salad, you should never have to use a knife with. Every you should be oh, everything in a salad should be able to pick up with a fork and put it in your mouth. You should never have to cut anything in a salad. Right. With a sandwich, every time you put it to your face, you should be able to bite down with your incisors, cut through the sandwich, and pull it away cleanly and eat the bite. No fucking sinew, no weirdness, dragging it out and making right. it a whole fucking thing. So that's a, a lot of people get that wrong. And cheese, there's no fucking cheese on a French dip. Hmm. J- just what about Jardinera? So we know. Um, no, that's not there either. Um, <laughs> y- I'm all right with it. I right. like that. It's that's more, like more of a, that's, that's hot. That's Italian beef. Yeah, which you know is great, but, but it's, it's not. A, it's, it's not its a French thing. dip. Yeah, that's not a French dip. Um, it's close, you know, but it's not a French dip. So where's your favorite place? I don't think you Houston's. Houston's. It's a chain. I, I think you've talked about this before, actually. I, I'm sure I have. Yeah. I, I'm obsessed with it. I've been yeah. obsessed with it for years. Like this the is French been, dip at Houston's. This thing is a fucking will slay your ass. This thing, this French, the French dip at Houston's kills. And this, like, I remember like, 
fuck, I don't know, 12 years, 10, 12 years ago when I first discovered it on the Embarcadero in San Francisco, hungover as shit, uh, Bloody Mary in a $17 French dip. And I was like, it's fucking $17 (laughs) for French dip? What the fuck? I went back this year. I went. I had three French dips at Houston's this year, and they're still seventeen dollars. Wow! Like this, this much. So I feel yeah. like it still it's, feels like a lot. Like right. it's still a lot for a fucking sandwich. <laughs> but back then it was insane. Yeah. Now it's like it's just within like, the realm of reason. Kind know. of. I mean, it's still upper it's, echelon, but still seventeen dollars sandwiches. It's, no joke. It, it's fucking. You better deliver, right? So, but it set me off on a fucking like on a just a tear so i went for like a month and a half where like at lunch all i wanted was a french so i had to ch- i chose restaurants by if they had a fucking french dip or not so i ate i ate fucking dozens of french dips this year wow it, and did you find a place that bested houston's no really i did not wow no i found some that you know were were shockingly close you know um, the, the, a lot of the, a lot of the issue comes with the Jew because what they, the, they do is, um, they'll just use whatever roast beef they have and whatever roll they have. And even though they may get close with that, the, the Jew itself is, um, you, you got to make that right. If you're a lot of places, what they'll do is just use like their bulk, whatever came from Cisco bullion hmm. and just make like a fake beef broth. Yeah. That's not going to cut it. Which that's just salt and like weird shit, fucking yeah. beef. I don't know what the fuck. Like, right. and then you're dipping it in that, and that's what you're eating. And like, nasty fuck. It's gnarly. Yeah. So, um, so the French dip people like 2017 is you're gonna need everything you can to fucking make it a good year for yourself. Yeah. And I will, I will say that. You know, 2016 being not a fucking great year either. This was a bright spot. <laughs> the the I, French dip. I gotta say, I'm gonna I'm gonna seek out a Houston's and I'm gonna go get this French dip. I gotta try this thing now. Okay, listen, you are you find yourself in Pasadena from time to time. It's true. There is the best Houston's I've ever been to is in Pasadena. Seriously, the fucking decor is it's fucking full California mid-century modern it's the best houston's i've ever been to go get the please will you please yeah i'll do it i have to say i've been to like two of the best sushi experiences i've had in the last five or six years i've had in pasadena recently what yeah in pasadena yeah killer sushi i've had pasadena i've had pasadena sushi at three different places three or four different places this year and they were None of them were fucking oh, good. You're not going to the right places. Evidently, evidently. I mean, how yeah. many fucking sushi places are there in Pasadena? Uh, well, have you been to Sugarfish? I don't know the names of them, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, if, you, it, if you this know was if killer, you went to this place. Yeah, I was going to say I would have. I would have any known. other sushi setup that you've ever had. Okay, it's yeah. Like old school Tokyo style, and there's like most of it is like a prefixed. Like, do you want this prefixed or this prefixed or this prefixed? Omakase uh, to an extent, or yeah. There's uh, omakase, light, and then chef's choice. Got it. And, but they tell you, like, this is what you're getting. What you're up. And then there's, like, a few special things that change daily. <sighs> but, oh, my God. Well, I've got a few words for our people in Pasadena, then, that haven't brought me there. And then there's a place. Have you been to the other sushi place that I went to that's amazing there is, um, you know, there's that weird, like, you walk. There's kind of, like, a, a hidden little sort of behind the main street off Colorado. There's like where that there's a Patagonia store. It's yeah. Like the Italian place tucked back in. There's a, a sushi place back in there. It has like a patio or like a little outdoor like, area. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, I think I've been to this one. That place is good. I thought it was really good. Okay. Then we just didn't order. I think we just ordered incorrectly. I think yeah. we just like, we were tired and just got whatever happy hour. Like, I had horse shit um, was coming out. Yeah, I had like Wagyu pot stickers and like, oh man, I had some really good shit there. Fucking A. But I think you'd like Sugarfish. It's you should go check it out. All I right, mean, they have we'll a couple do. locations around LA, but all right, anyway, we'll do. Uh, but I will go to Houston's. Please do get the French dip. What's your next pick? 
So, um, you know, I can't, I can't talk about 2016 without at least talking about one book. So, um, 2016 saw the, uh, conclusion of a really amazing trilogy where the entire thing was like from first book to the third book, which was this book called morning star that came out in 2016, just amazing series, really good sci-fi with some sort of fantasy elements. Uh, the first book is called Red Rising, which I've talked about on the podcast oh, before. Yeah. Second book is called Golden Sun. Third book is Morning Star, which just came out. And from start to finish, just like all really amazing books, really unexpected, um, super awesome characters. So the whole story, the whole trilogy is about there uh, on Mars, there's this sort of caste system of like, you know, miners and sort of working class people who are sort of, um, you know, being like uh, worked to death and living in shitty conditions while there's um, uh, this upper class of people. And there's sort of like a, a, a sort of insurrectionist sort of terrorist group that decide to take this young boy who's sentenced to death and like disguise him as one of these sort of upper echelon people. Um, and he, the whole series is about him infiltrating the society and then being found out and leading basically like a revolution. So it's really? so, sort of like dystopian fiction, but much different than the other series that have come out and just really original, awesome action, really great tension, really great characters. Um, and if you're a fan at all of sci-fi or fantasy, um, I can't recommend it highly enough. Awesome series amazing conclusion they totally stuck the landing in super style really really awesome really good um so who wrote it uh the uh author's name is pierce brown p-i-e-r-c-e brown just like you think it would be spelled um first, first book is red rising pierce brown uh and morningstar debuted at number one on the new york times bestseller list when it came out what so that attest to the popular I'm pretty sure Jesus they're making movies Christ. out of these well I was gonna say if yeah. it's there yeah then then so yeah somebody's making a fucking movie every out once in a while the general public gets it right and supports something that's actually legit and this is one of those cases fucking hey well my last pick I don't have a pick yet I, I was gonna I wanted to leave I had four picks and I was gonna like leave it for you're gonna call an audible. I was gonna call an audible, yeah. And um, I don't know where to go. Like, I don't know where to go. Like, it was um another thing that just a good thing for this year. Like, I don't know. Are you gonna pick our podcast? <laughs> good looking out. Good looking out. Best podcast of 2016. You know what? I fucking, I'll be honest. Like I fucking, I worked a lot this year. Like this was, I always have so much fun doing this. Like I love, like this is, I don't have a lot. I got work. I got my family. Like life's busy. Yeah. This is a nice, I love getting out and doing this. Like this is a nice, I, I always look forward to to doing this um Good. yeah man i don't have a, i don't have a last pick i don't have a last pick well i'll jump into my last pick and this is gonna be i had to pick this just because i felt like it really one was outstanding but for me personally i ended up watching it the whole thing through twice because i watched it first and then i watched it again with nicole because i thought she would like it so much and i really delighted in how much she enjoyed it because it was outside of the normal bounds of what she likes. And it's stranger things. Mm. Um, I just thought stranger things beginning to end was really great. So fun. Really awesome performances. Winona Ryder. Oh yeah. Was nice like come back from Winona Ryder. Oh man. She needed that. And now she they're was dead um, to everybody. They're having, uh, in the next season. Oh fuck. Who is it that they're bringing back? They're bringing back, Another 80s actor, um, God, who is it? A male actor who plays like a friend of theirs from high school who's in the, of the Winona Ryder and the Sheriff character. Really? Um, God, now it's going to bug me. Let's look it up real quick. Do it. Pull it up. 
That thing was like a cultural phenomenon. Like people went ape shit for that. It was almost on the level of. Oh, it's Sean Astin. The ringing Sean Astin. I don't know. I don't know. Who's that? Goonies, Lord of the Rings, Samwise, Gamgees. (laughs) Played the main kid, the kid in Goonies. Oh, all right. Yeah. Yeah. The main kid who leads them on the thing. Yeah. But he was like, you know, child actor who then, you know, got not, not cute. And looked like the rest of us, like a normal human being, and, which <laughs> right. no one wanted to see on screen, especially not in <laughs> <No>. a leading role. <laughs> right. And um, so, yeah, it's it's uh, it's interesting. So, yeah, he he's a kind-hearted former nerd who went to high school with Joyce and Hopper. Okay. And now manages the local Hawkins Radio Shack. Rad, rad. Yeah, I mean that 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 thing went crazy. People. People oh, yeah. went nuts it for huge. it. And there was, you know, I mean, it reached nearly the level of um, making a murderer. Making yeah. a murderer or yeah. making, of making a murder. a murderer, yeah. Like, it, 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 it reached nearly that level of hype true. for Netflix. Yeah. Like, for original content, that's like. Yeah, they're fucking, they're knocking them out of the park. Oh, yeah. I mean the yeah the level of hits that they have coming out um it's it's interesting I watched the first episode tonight of they have a new series that's sort of like this sort of weird thrillery th- called the OA have you checked that out yet Oh I haven't no I'm dying yeah, to see It's it. very different than Stranger Things I don't think it's going to have nearly the the uh, the massive appeal cuz it's a little more cerebral and just weird and yeah out of It sounds it out of form um out of typical any sort of recognizable narrative, um, but I watched it and I'm—I have to say I'm—I'm I'm intrigued after the first episode. It's much more um, in the vein of um, the leftovers, you know that kind of. Oh yeah, and you know that's like sometimes hard to wrap your head around a little bit or hard to. Which you know I love. Yeah. Oh, so if you love that, I think you give this. The OA, yeah, as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm, but yeah, Stranger Things. I also feel like Stranger Things. Speaking of Dungeons and Dragons, you know, lent some legitimacy to the nerds who played Dungeons and Dragons for sure. Turn out to be the heroes, and you know, there's all that. Like as a kid of the '80s, like you can't not love all the references back to '80s movies, and you know, they played Dungeons and Dragons and ET and there's like tons and tons of callbacks to ET and that thing. Sometimes like shot for shot scenes and all the bikes and shot for shot stuff, puddles and yeah, all that stuff. Yeah. And then just like any simple, you know, the thing poster. Yeah. All that Stephen King. Right. Uh, homage stuff. And yeah, it's just, I, I absolutely loved it from top to bottom. It's rich. Thought it was really, really good. Um, I know that some people had mixed feelings about like thought maybe it should just be contained as a one season thing, but I'm I was really happy to see they're doing a second season. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, it Me can. Too. It's it is more like Fargo in that it has a successful second season in and less like uh, True Detective. <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, hopefully they do it right they give them the time Netflix seems to have a pretty good track record with that like giving people the freedom and the time and the I mean L- to, Lilyhammer yeah. right oh yeah I mean <laughs> that thing just got better and better <laughs> I would know because I only watched the first like four minutes of it and <laughs> vowed to never ever watch it again otherwise I'd poke <laughs> my eyes out um, so by the way I did see uh, a quote from McConaughey saying that if they wanted him to come back for True Detective season three, that he would do it. Are you serious? Yeah. Fucking a. I don't know if they're gonna go there, but it would take. Yeah, I. Th- I mean, they should try and redeem. That'd themselves. probably be the only way they get people to watch it again is if they brought back Woody Harrelson and McConaughey. You know, I. I will say. I mean, not to d- fucking diverge at the end <laughs> of the thing, but like I had more. I had I, I cut a wider berth for for season two than most people did. I thought like I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Really? I'm all right with it. I I did I didn't think it was a complete train wreck. I didn't. No. I did. It was far from amazing, but I thought there were some really some really good parts. The gunfight 
with the bus and all that stuff, I thought was blow away good. Oh, Amazing. God, that thing's that's incredible. But even aside from that, yeah. like I don't mind. You got to be willing. Farrell, he's great. Really good. Yeah. You got to be willing to like, it, it, unless you're willing to be able. You have to be willing to not be in control and not know what's going on and not be able to connect the dots. Right. Like as long as you can let go and not have everything add up, then you're going to be okay. If you can't do that, then it's never going to work for you. But yep. Anyway, sinking deep on fucking that, which there's no need for. I'll say this. I think, you know, and I've said it a few times about how like 2016 was a shit year. And I think, you know, not to be a downer, but I think most people would agree it was not an awesome year, but kind of for a bunch of reasons. And we have, I have re- I have trepidation about 2017, but I think the thing I have to look forward to is like we need more than ever. We need to be positive about like art and like sharing in between people, like moments like this, like like you and I have, and hopefully like listeners have when they listen to this. Like those are the things that are, I think are going to be important to like. Hold on to at least for me, like that shit's a fucking life raft for me. It when if things are gonna get fucking dark, you know. Yeah, for sure. I get yeah yeah. I, you know, I I mean it's uh, I'm scared. I'm fucking scared. Yeah. But but I don't know. There's a lot. There's some good stuff that's gonna come, and and we'll keep talking about it in 2017, right? Absolutely. So yeah, thank you to all of our listeners out there for listening through 2016. We really appreciate uh, your support and uh, very much. Would love to hear if you want to tweet at us at GLO Podcast and tell us what your favorite things of 2016 were. We'd love to hear from you. We would really, really love if you would take a moment, right click on the name of this podcast. I think iTunes has made it easier than ever. All you have to do is select love. One click, select love, and you've um, done our podcast a favor. Otherwise, you can click go to uh, go to this page in iTunes. You can give us a, either a quick rating um, or leave us a review and let us know where you're listening from. We'd really appreciate it. But um, thank Please you do. again. Yes. Um, happy holidays and happy new year to all of our listeners out there. And a very special. Happy holidays and happy new year to the lovely Kaya Fisher. And thanks as always for her support. Yes. Thank you. And happy new year to everybody. See you later. 